0: three extra h's today yes ladies and gentlemen Mm. welcome to the monday night raw wrestling inc after show we got justin jack and jimmy it's the triple j in honor of triple h i guess this time around guys before we get into all the Mm. news how you doing justin you've been gone you've missed all the Mm -hmm. excitement but you're here when it matters most how was your trip how was your time off
1: uh, it was great. I got a, <clears throat> a lot of sunshine, uh, traveled in through the Carolinas, and a lot of sunshine. Great, great, great relaxing. You know, never It's never long enough, but uh, great, relaxing fun. I to hit a little reset, a little recharge, and came back and had SummerSlam Saturday night, uh, the podcast here on Wrestling Sunday, we had a big IWC wrestling show uh, here in the Pittsburgh area. We had uh, uh, Penta Oscuro. We had uh, Enzo Amore. We had uh, Cole Carter, Matt Taven. Uh, my man, Spencer Slate, it was just a hell of a show for a Sunday afternoon. Uh, and here I am now on Monday. So right back into it, full drive.
0: Wow, a lot of good names there. Everyone's got to go check that out when they got a moment. Jimmy, mm-hmm. did you? were you a part of any trips or wrestling shows this weekend?
2: I did make a slight trip to Montreal for a sad reason. It was a memorial service for my wife's uncle. But other than that, uh, um, it was a short trip. And uh, I did... Uh, Despite the sadness, I did get to enjoy a lot of good wrestling this weekend, which, uh, you know, obviously uh, Justin covered it. SummerSlam this weekend was, I thought, very good. And, uh, you know, since you went through the Carolinas, I hope you wooed a few times. And, you know, shout out to uh, my old man, uh, Ric Flair, on his retirement yeah. match. Just got to give him a, a, a not only a shout out, but a thank you for everything, Rick, that you did for us
0: before we get into the news real quick that I was thinking today how crazy it is uh, when you, I remember when I was uh, younger watching TV in the late 90s thinking Ric Flair is gonna have to retire soon. <laughs> Little did I know that, uh, that it was gonna be over 20 years later. He has his last match so far. Uh, mm-hmm. And how many other people like I remember he's standing next to Batista and I was he was the older guy that was gonna retire mm-hmm. soon with the new young guy. But He outlasted Batista too. It's crazy uh, how long he went. So yeah,
1: he outlasted outlasted Triple H
2: technically. Yeah, Vince Vince McMahon McMahon.
0: outlasted everybody.
2: Yeah, (laughs) and but you got to give him a a heck of a shout out because it's it's not often that guys get to go out on their terms in this industry and get to end their careers the way they like. Rick got to do that, and not only deserved that, earned that opportunity. And you can make uh, a lot of claims of who's on your. Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling wrestlers. Uh, Ric Flair is pretty much in every conversation. If you don't want to categorize him as the greatest of all time, he's at least top four. And,
1: and let's also not mm-hmm. talk about that event real quick without uh, giving props to Conrad Thompson.
2: Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I've,
1: I, you know, I've worked with Conrad when they did a live event. He and Bruce, they did the live show here in Pittsburgh. They, mm-hmm. uh, I was honored. They asked me to help promote and I got to host the, help host it. Uh, Conrad's a smart guy. Uh, who knows what he's doing, and he continues to show with every endeavor, every podcast. I mean, obviously Rick is his now father-in-law, so there's an extra tie there with the, with the family. But I mean, just to just to do what he did to get it moved into the venue, they did to have the crowd, they did to have to have the Crockett promotions, to have the set, to have the guest list uh, mm-hmm. of, of Taker, of Hart, of Foley, of Kid Rock. I mean, you know, like to, to to pull that off, and and oh by the way, to do it the day after SummerSlam because normally you know things would piggyback off of WWE events. You know, everybody could stay in town until the WWE event happens. But WWE did SummerSlam on Saturday. That's, that's their new, new thing. So you're not going to go ahead and head with SummerSlam. So to, to do it the next day and still get that kind of a crowd and say – people can say what they want about Flair or how he might have looked. But that's aside. That's besides the point. The mm-hmm. card mm-hmm. they put together, which – which never mind the Rick match. The rest of the card is really damn mm-hmm. impressive. Uh, so to put that many uh, – I think Jimmy even called it a few weeks ago. That is a true revolving door with the amount of different – I mean, no, a WWE executive was in, was in the main event match at Jeff Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for Conrad to pull off what he did, uh, you really got to give mad respect to Conrad Thompson, who I don't, mm-hmm. I haven't talked to Conrad about this recently. But uh, if he wants to, I think he could have more future of promoting mm-hmm. events, uh, wrestling events. Uh, maybe even could be an asset to, uh, to New York if mm-hmm. he ever wanted to venture north and, and leave the podcast game.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah i have a feeling this is not his last show it was too successful to walk away you never walk away mm-hmm. when it's successful you wait until you've ran it into the ground that's the rule of entertainment mm-hmm. here in america i actually I, I i only ever got to meet conrad once and i i met him and i i walked up to him and i said hey i'm jack great to meet you she's like hey i'm conrad good to meet you too and then someone said hey conrad can i talk to you for a second and he got pulled away and that was the end of the interaction
2: mm-hmm.
0: not a great yeah. story but i figured oh, I'd share well. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, In any case, we we have some news to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, we're going to start with, I think, uh, the big news. Of course, everyone's talking about uh, Triple H being in charge, and that means who may end up showing up back in WWE. And there's been a major update Mm -hmm. on Sasha Banks and Naomi reportedly returning to WWE. Uh, Wrestling News Co., reported earlier today that they were told an agreement has been reached for both Banks and Naomi to return to the company. Brian Alvarez of the Wrestling Observer Live podcast stated that a source confirmed the report to him. He said he believed the report was accurate but couldn't say 100% definitively that it was true. Uh, now, of course, them leaving was a big deal. Uh, Raj, of course, our very own Raj, he, he reported that uh, Sasha Banks was officially done with the company and there was a whole twitter melee firestorm after that but new people in charge new things happen people come back we've seen it already uh justin let's start with you this is would be a huge deal if they were able to get these two back
1: well it would be a huge deal but like you just said jack i mean we already just saw it maybe to a smaller degree with uh with with EO uh mm-hmm. and dakota kai you know um i believe kai i mean you know really you know released and gone and uh, and now, and now back again. And you know, with the Sasha and Naomi thing, <clears throat> to the best we understand it, it was never about money. Uh, it, it was it was it was them walking out, not liking the direction, of the creative, and, and of their characters. And so now, if the person who was in charge of the leading of the direction of the, <laughs> and they had mm-hmm. the they had the disagreement with, if that person's no longer there, of course, I'm talking about uh, Vince McMahon. Uh, that, I mean, it, it, does, it changes everything. I mean, if, if they, if they, if they, and they both have obviously worked with Triple H extensively mm-hmm. in their NXT time. So if they say okay, and Triple H can make a pitch to them, and we can get back on the same page, uh, they haven't been scooped up by anybody else, AEW or anybody. So it's like, yeah, I, I kind of this is one of those things when we saw the Triple H was taking over. It's one of the things that crossed my mind of he should be able to get them back, mm-hmm. uh, unless unless they're unless they're Anger or what have you stretches beyond Vince, and, 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 and it's too big in the company. And unless it's something more, unless the environment or the culture, you know, and, it, but it, it seems to be I don't know what I'm sure Jimmy could back me up on this. It seems from just sending feelers out to people that are there right now in the last week and a half, the morale in the W locker room and, and company wide, even stretching the office, has been boosted just because mm-hmm. there's a fresh perspective, I think, right now happening.
0: No. Yeah, J- Jimmy, to, to that point, too, is part of me is thinking as we're talking about this, they left a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, um, I think it was a few months back. Uh, yeah. the, the time is May 16th, is when they walked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people are still constantly talking about them in a way. Hasn't this sort of proved their worth?
2: No, absolutely it has, because people are still talking about them. And as we heard today, Uh, We'll find out soon enough whether they are actually officially back. But it also speaks volumes for the man Triple H himself because there is that comfort factor that the talent has with him, especially those that work with him in in NXT, and they feel a comfort level. And, uh, And this isn't a shot at Vince. Vince has this aura about him where people feel a little bit intimidated going up to him and approaching him, whether it's coming up with a, hey, can I run this idea by you? Hey, can I speak to you for a minute? Whatever the case may be. Hunter is very approachable. Hunter is very accepting. If he can't talk to you at the moment, he'd say, cool, hang on. I will come find you later and stuff like that. It's just, there's that comfort factor with Hunter uh, that uh, maybe it didn't exist with Vince. And they also uh, uh, it apparently feel uh, that uh, with Stephanie as CEO, that's also a big plus as well, because she is well liked as well by the talent. So, It's a win-win right now, and judging off the first uh, weekend of the Triple I think we're off to a a good start.
1: And beyond the approachable factor that he has, um, he he also has a reputation, and it started with NXT. and Maybe maybe this will wear off. Maybe a callus will be built up to where he realizes he has to be more this way. But Mm -hmm. right now, he doesn't have the same stubbornness. Vince also had a certain stubbornness of we're going this direction. not to say that he couldn't be, you know, if you could, if you could pitch him and give him a better idea, but there was a certain stubbornness, which again, maybe you have to develop when you have this many talent that you have to creatively lead. You can't just be a pushover and just take everybody else's idea. You got to stick to what a direction is. But it, it, I feel like it, it senses that, you know, Vince had his mind made up and that's what it was going to be. And 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 obviously that, that calls the walkout. It seemed, mm-hmm. uh, it just feels like beyond the approachability that there's just, better chance for resolution or collaboration or middle
0: ground to be found.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, um, speaking of people coming back, there's more people who are potentially coming back. And there was a, a little tease that came out um, recently. Instagram user at D S O U Z A dot T C B. I don't know how you'd pronounce that, but Hey, mm-hmm. hope you get an extra follower too, for uh, the shout mm-hmm. out, uh, shared a story featuring killer Cross's old theme song, Fallen prey from his time in WWE across NXT and Monday Night Raw. The interesting part about all of this is the fan made it clear they wanted Cross to make a comeback to WWE, writing, Music is loud. Music is angry. Cardio is going strong. Here's to hoping that Killer Cross someday makes his return to WWE. Cross saw the fan story and ended up sharing it, teasing fans that he would be open to going back if the stars aligned properly. Hmm. Uh, Jimmy, before we went on the air, Uh, We had chatted a little bit uh, about these news stories we were going to be talking about. And I said, and uh, I want to get your thoughts, it almost feels like uh, Cross always knew he'd be coming back. He didn't sign any long contracts, as far as I know, sort of kept himself
2: available. Uh, Do you think it's just a matter of time before Cross comes back? It seems that way. And and like I said earlier, because of that comfort factor that people have with Triple H, that rapport, that relationship that they had developed, maybe, you know, with all the stuff that was going on and all the the uh, rumors flying about and people hearing certain things that sometimes we don't hear on here as, as much as people think that the, all the news is out there. Sometimes they hear things. Uh, maybe he had a feeling. Look, I don't want to rush into a situation. I know a lot of times people leave WWE and they can't wait to go somewhere else and start again. Maybe his thought, and process, thought process was, look, uh, yes, I am not there anymore. Uh, did I enjoy my time there? He probably did, especially, again, like I said, working with Triple H. Um, and thought, let me just sit back, relax, take it easy, maybe accept an indie booking here and there as opposed to signing with the company. And see where this leads. And if this leads back to WWE and with Triple H at the helm, chances are uh, he might get a better um, position, for lack of a better term, or shot at proving himself. Again, it's going to fall on him to gain that audience and gain that interest in him whatever they whatever he decides to uh do as a character or whatever character they give him but at the same time i think he feels more comfortable in this situation with triple h so the chances of him coming back to wwe i think are great
0: speaking of coming back we get a question in the chat justin and it's from brian barry speaking to you is bray next mm-hmm. to justin
1: I don't know if he's the next one that you see on TV uh you know if you're talking about him or, or sasha and naomi or Killer cross but I do think kind of to some of the same things that Jimmy just said about cross you can say with bray that like uh you know bray has not i mean bray's been gone for a year right I mean yeah. uh, over a year yeah um, and he has not popped up anywhere else um so again kind of same thing he is he surveyed the landscape and for whatever. And also now, I mean, Bray's also made some pretty good money. So it's, it's not like he has mm-hmm. to, you know, I think he's doing okay. Um, you know, and he's got, he's, you know, he's got, I think he's got a young, young one at home. So, you know, you can take that time or what have you. Uh, I, I do think Bray Wyatt eventually will resurface at, at WWE. Mm-hmm. I just think he's too creatively talented. And once again, maybe just because it's changing things there, that it opens up possibilities. I, but I think actually you might even see cross before that. I don't know. I, I think cross, again, mm-hmm. I agree with what Jimmy said killer cross is uh the, the man behind the, the character is one of the most uh one of the smartest most well-articulated guys that is in the wrestling business right now extremely intelligent guy he did not sign with AEW. they wanted him to uh to, to, to have the spot they have the match against warlord that, that w morrissey the former big Cass, had on that uh dynamite episode but they just wanted him and, and he he felt that his presentation with scarlet was important and and so that never ended up materializing uh, and I'm and I'm and I'm glad because I don't think that would have been the right spot mm-hmm. because you know you're gonna be fed to Wardlow and Wardlow's the guy the build him. So I I, I mm-hmm. think he's smart. He knows what he wants. He knows what his presentation needs to be. Um and, and yeah he and Triple H had a really good bond. Triple H personally scouted and seeked him out for NXT. Um Triple H loved that Cross kept himself very hidden, wore a lucha mask to NXT mm-hmm. to to try to help you know keep from anything leaking out. They had a real good appreciation and then it was shown on the booking. Cross was booked incredibly well uh Mm -hmm. he was really booked as untouchable uh tremendous entrance that never got to be in front of the crowd because it was the pandemic uh and then ended up getting swiped away to raw where it was just the bizarre experiment that uh that that just that didn't last too long Mm -hmm. and so i do think that you know with not being bound anywhere long term as far as we know that uh cross is probably uh, you know having some conversations of, of okay When's the right time, creative wise, and figuring out all the other logistics, mm-hmm. and, and I and I think it is an inevitable thing. I don't I don't know if it's gonna be as long as we got to wait till Rumble to see when we when we get to surprises, but I, I think at some point we're gonna see Killer Cross and Scarlet back, and I think we will mm-hmm. finally get on the Raw or SmackDown the presentation of him that was working in NXT that they never really gave a shot for whatever reason on Raw or SmackDown, mm-hmm. um, and, it's, and that that excites me because I think that he could do some really great things uh, mm. if they continue what they started in NXT with him.
0: Uh, the tornado, Anthony Y adds on, Hunter, let him in. Speaking, mm. of obviously, to Bray Wyatt. Mm. Um, I just got a quick follow-up question before we move on. Um, and I'm going to ask you, Justin, because I like asking you all the questions that um, <laughs> people like to argue about. Um, <laughs> uh, is this... Uh, <laughs> No, AEW... no, 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 it's there. <laughs> should should AEW be worried? But,
1: well, you know, it's funny you say that. AEW needs to just keep doing their thing. But I will say that I I, I, I will say there is a connection in the sense of like AEW had the luxury of A, having the new car smell and being the new alternative the last couple of years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That they had that luxury and that there was a, a, a general disin- dis. I'm trying to find the right word. There was just a general kind of cloud over WWE of, of redundancy. Again, you know, like mm. rematches and oh, you have to beat the champion to then get a match to the champion, which we'll talk about that tonight. And mm. th- there was just a certain kind of like stale, uncertain. Like if a Bray Wyatt and if this person can get released for budget cuts, like how safe are you really? There was just there was just a lot of like uh, insecurity. I feel like. And so that made the new alternative that also could dish out six and seven figure deals very appealing. Hmm. But if there is a wind of change, if there is a morale boost, if there is a positive culture change going on in WWE that seems like it's happening both from the office stamp, both from the the gorilla position standpoint, uh, with the with the pen also stemming all the way into the office, that does matter in the sense of. From AEW, okay. Now, all the free agents, you know, they might be giving WWE a little bit more consideration if there's more mm. positive tones coming out from New York or your current AEW guys and girls when their deals are up. It might not be an auto, and Tony. It might not be a matter of you just get to not resign the ones you don't re- resign. You might, you might get some MJF type action of like people saying, I don't know, I'm kind of considering going back over there mm. and trying. I worked with, you know, I worked with Hunter and NXT. Now he's running Raw or SmackDown. Now Hunter controls who gets to be in the WrestleMania main event, and I get along with Hunter from a creative standpoint. So it does. Mm-hmm. In the big picture, it does matter. But in terms of week to week, right now AEW just needs to keep doing their thing, you know. But but it does. It, it there is a connection I do feel. If the small sample we've had in the last week and a half continues to extrapolate, and again the morale and, and positive creative changes happen for for the most part. Yeah, it, it, I don't want to say Aiden in trouble,
0: but it does matter. Mm-hmm. You are going to be attacked by all the AEW fans now. <laughs> uh, but um, I know so, all about that. So it's a, uh, but I think regardless of which company you're a fan of or if you're a fan of both, it's nice that we're seeing so much new su- stuff, so mm-hmm. much fresh stuff. And when I think of fresh, I think of Hello Fresh. And with Hello Fresh, you get farm fresh pre portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on Hello Fresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Uh, you can savor every last second of summer with Hello Fresh. Hello Fresh delivers fresh quality produce from the farm to your door in less than a week, allowing you to enjoy the delicious flavors of the season right from home skip the grocery store and spend more time soaking up the last of the summer sun. Hello fresh market is a one-stop shop for all your mealtime needs with a curated selection of quick breakfast, lunch, snacks, desserts, and more. I love this stuff. I get it all the time. I eat it all the time. It makes me feel like I'm a really good chef. And frankly, after I'm done cooking it now, I become a better chef when I'm not using it. Cause now I kind of understand how to make some stuff. Jimmy, you've recently become a big fan of hello fresh.
2: Absolutely. I've used their product and I love it, especially uh, considering my, my, my little thing that I do called ref to chef from ref to chef. And uh, uh, it's, it is perfect. It is. uh, I don't want to say it's simple and easy, but it pretty much is. I mean, it's, you know, you get everything you need to create a great meal and it is a great meal. And my wife and I enjoyed it very much when uh, when we get it and we're in the process of ordering some more. Yep.
0: It's a uh, it's a great deal. Uh, you can go to HelloFresh.com slash INC16 and use code INC16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. Again, mm. go to HelloFresh.com slash INC16 and use code INC16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit uh, as Tornado... Uh, the tornado anthony Y says again time to shake things up justin let him in justin you're the one with the with the with the power here let him in why don't
1: i'll I have hunter online too uh well yes yeah, to remember too it's all about time too you don't want to you know you don't want to just you know, you know we already saw again but you know some of the ladies come back at summertime you don't want to have you don't want to just unload too many returns and what have you all because then it, then it takes then it takes away from each one so you know, you, you, you space it out and you time it out. Um, you know, hey, it'd be nice to have a big surprise for Survivor Series. Hey, it'd be nice to have, you know, we need a big draw for the Saudi show. Hey, oh, that would be a killer. Can we hold that for a rumble? Like, you know, uh, so it's just all about timing. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I I think everybody we've mentioned, though, Sasha, Naomi, Bray, Cross, for all the reasons we've, uh, we've talked, I think they all inevitably will be back on W T V in the next six months to a year uh, at, at most. Cool.
0: Let's talk about this episode, uh, but mm-hmm. first let me give a shout out to everyone who's joining us live here in the chat. Dylan Matthews, we got mm-hmm. Sergio Cardenas, uh, let me know if I'm saying that right. Tina Miller in the chat. Dream Realm Studios, Baby mm-hmm. Ice, No Bueno cl- Crew, Blue Chew, Deanna Palamatier. let me know if I'm saying that one right. Burner Account, uh, of course, Jeff Lopez, Steven Camp, Tornado Anthony, Y. I Do What mm-hmm. I Want, Alicia A., And everyone else, thanks so much for joining us live here in the chat. Uh, Francisco and and Pat Robinson as well coming in there. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us live here in the chat. Uh, We love chatting with you guys. Of course, let us know what you think here in the uh, the Super Chats. But also, uh, let us know if you're watching or listening on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Hit us with a like, comment, a share, subscribe. Leave us a little five-star review and leave a little comment so we know that you watch. I always love to... uh, to see those, those are always uh, always make me feel a little bit better. And before finally going in, Tina Miller, I gave her a shout out a second ago. She has a super chat. Uh, it says it. She says it feels good to be excited about WWE again as fans of wrestling. We wish all companies success so mm-hmm. there is a place for good talent to thrive. Uh, Tina Miller just, I think, hit awesome. the nail on
2: the head. Absolutely, and and that's that's the thing. It doesn't matter what line, lawn sign you fly. It, it you should enjoy it all. And at least try to enjoy it and stop trying to critique everything. Let Leave that to, to people like myself for my reference. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, cheap plug,
2: cheap plug. <laughs> ref, and, ref and rants, check
0: Jimmy out. Uh, but we got to start to this show. And Becky Lynch comes out. She opens the show and she lets us cheer cheer her, which for me just feels right. She says that she remembered who she was and it's not the fancy clothes. Uh, She tells everyone that she separated her shoulder at SummerSlam, and then she thanks Bianca Belair, and Bianca calls her the man, which I thought was a really cool moment. Uh, During Bianca's promo, though, we get chaos backstage as Bailey and her crew take out Becky Lynch and her already injured arm. Justin, I love the opening to this. I feel like it finished the story with Becky Lynch. It let me cheer for her again, but then we also have the chaos and anarchy that makes Raw so much fun.
1: Yeah, I like this. Uh, you know, this was, um, <clears throat> you know, Becky really was reading my mind. I, I tweeted something to the effect Saturday even of, like, the fans want to cheer her. Let her just embrace that cheer. I, I, I'm not, I just wasn't, I, I was kind of over the um, emo Lady Gaga vibe that I was getting with the crazy outfits. And, again, like I said, emo, you know. So I like the fact that she kind of made, made reference to maybe she's that, that maybe that little portion of her character is done. And she's not going to, it's not going to be that costume and 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 she's gonna be back to the man and back to acknowledging the fans, so I I was all for this and then, yeah, just a little bit of you know just that little bit of chaos of a of back of the of camera racing backstage and and Bianca needs a rush back. I mean it, it was it was a good it was just a great a great pace setter for what for the night.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, Jimmy, this is, like I said, the anarchy that I love about Raw and something we talked about last week made you feel like you need to pay attention because I love that Mm -hmm. they just they cut off Bianca in the middle of her promo to go to the back for this this happening.
2: Right, because it made it feel like big news. It made it feel like a big time situation by cutting her off and going straight to the back. And yes, the other thing I loved about it was, like you guys said. The fans want so badly to cheer Becky, no matter what she was doing, crazy outfits she was wearing and crazy stuff she was saying. They wanted to cheer her, and they got that opportunity. And when she came out, uh, her music hit and she came out, you heard that crowd pop. They went absolutely banana. As And and the other thing I love, too, is she showed not only respect, but she put over the champion, Bianca, big time as well. So that was a win-win situation. and and creating more heat for Bailey and company as well. And like Justin said, it wasn't overdone. It didn't take too long. It was quick. It was like, uh, you no, know, I hate to use this term like a drive-by, mm-hmm. but it, you know what I mean? Sometimes quick and easy is, is better. And we got a little more of that and we'll talk about that later too. as well.
0: Yeah, we, uh, we did get a little bit more. We, uh, we got another super chat though. And, uh, the Tornado Anthony Y, Justin's coming for you. He says, Hey Justin, remember payback two years ago? I remember. <laughs> do you have some unfinished business with the tornado Anthony Y, Justin Labar? Has he got some heat there, bro? I got
1: heat with everybody. Uh <laughs> payback 2020. So that would have been that would have been Thunderdome. I,
2: hmm.
1: I, I absolutely I, I, do not. I, well, remember. I'm, I'm guessing because he keeps, <laughs> he keeps he keeps he keeps chatting about the Fiend. I, I think I want to say that was one of the nights that Fiend probably lost to Roman or hmm. probably lost a big match. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think yeah, that probably would have been no with that. I don't know what his point
0: is. If, if, but yeah. I, I, you could not, I have, if, if there was a gun to my head and you told me to tell you what was on the payback <laughs> of two years ago, I'd be yeah. a dead man. Um, I want to talk. We don't really have to talk, touch on this too much, but uh, Justin, you actually did uh, allude to it on Twitter. Um, so before we get into more of the matches, I just want to say I absolutely loved that U.S. Championship video package they did with all the history of it, and not just the recent history, not even just the WWE history. But I love that they put in the WCW history and all the old stuff. Uh, Justin, right. kind of uh, explain a little bit uh, before we get into the match, is it Just like the history and how it's why it's important for them to show that package.
1: Oh yeah, I tweeted. I, tweet, I just said <clears throat> I tweeted. Perception is reality. You know, mm-hmm. the, you have this United States title. It's not this title that was just. You know, it's not. It's not the twenty four seven title or something that was just created. Uh, recently, I mean, it's just got such a rich history, uh, and it's a title. It, you know, it's a title that WWE inherited when they when they purchased WCW, and all that comes with it. Uh, it's a title that goes back, you know, in through the WCW days, through the NWA days. So it has, um, you know, it, you know, it it it's the counterpart to WWE's Intercontinental title. You know, that mid card title, that 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 the second highest profile singles champion behind your your world. You know, WWE always had the Intercontinental, which has this great lineage. But then that US was was everybody else. Was was you know that US champion could you know could travel the territories. Um, and so, you know, from Harley Race, uh, you know all the way. I mean, there's so many Hall of Famers that have held that title from you know Harley Race's generation to Stone to uh, to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Once upon a time, held <clears> that US title. So. Just to give that quick history lesson right there, it's just the simplest thing. You own all the footage you know, mm-hmm. of these people. <clears throat> so just to put together a little thing of like, hey, whether it's whether you, whether you're uh, a, a fan of 30 plus years like myself or whether you're a fan that's in the last five years, just to remind people and let them know what this title is about. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. and It's the highest. It's the only singles title that's on Raw regularly right mm-hmm. now. So you immediately just, so if that makes it even easier. It, it would have been harder if we still had the two world champions on each show, but you, right now RAW doesn't have that. So again, it seems like this was like an immediate checklist thing for for Hunter. Was we got to start making these tit- other titles mean something so we can build a show around it. Which tonight was built around this this title, which perfect. And oh by the way, the guy holding it is a former world champion, Bobby Lashley. So it's not mm-hmm. like you. It's not, not like we have to do extra work to make people believe in who he is. He that he's he, done. He's already made man. So it was just a simple, simple thing to set the tone again for uh, what we're going to talk about tonight, which is making guys fight multiple matches. Mm-hmm. They made, made them work. It made it seem like this is this is a piece of treasure worth fighting for. Uh, mm-hmm. Loved it, loved it, absolutely loved it. Great, again, another another great pace setter for for the theme of the night.
0: And it was definitely, like, they fought for it. These were great matchups. Uh, and, yeah. J- Jimmy, I want to start with you. We, we get AJ Styles versus The Miz versus Ali. And the crowd seemed like they were very much behind AJ Styles throughout mm-hmm. this one. Uh, I think they are ready to see him be successful. But I want to ask you about The Miz here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Miz comes out. His, his ribs are all taped up. And I thought this is going to be Miz shenanigans hour like they usually Mm -hmm. are. There's going to be some sort of cheapness there. But he actually was he had the the busted ribs like it it Mm -hmm. impacted the match that his ribs were hurt. Do you think if I'm trying to sort of see what the future of this raw world looks like now, do you think they have something big in store for the Miz and they're trying to protect him a little bit from taking just a straight loss?
2: Uh, well here's the thing Miz is someone who is a true legit heel which is hard nowadays for somebody to get legit heel heat in in the world of pro wrestling not just in WWE that's across the map pretty much Miz has become the guy to go to if you want to get a baby face over Mm -hmm. and uh, he will always have a place uh, either upper mid card or something like that he will be there and that's coming from someone who was there the night he got banished from the locker room and seeing him go from that to what he has become. Now, one of the best heels in the business mm-hmm. is, is, is amazing. And, and I think there will always be a place near the top for him, if not uh, at the top. And he will be a guy who will be used to make other guys.
0: But, but is, is fighting through an injury. Isn't that kind of the good guy role? Isn't that sort of different for a is.
2: Well, it is a little bit, but at the same time, it, it kind of protects him in this situation, even though he didn't eat the loss in this, in this three-way match. Uh, it still kind of protects him and, and keeps him fresh and saying, hey, yeah, we know he's a bad guy. Would have liked to see him get pinned in this one, but uh, uh, it, it kind of uh, you know, uh, keeps a little bit of heat on him anyways. Uh,
0: Justin, watching this one, my, my takeaways were AJ's a made man. Like he's, he can do no wrong. He's going to be fine. Miz is a made man. He'll be fine no matter what. But looking at Ali in this match, in a lot of ways, especially as things are new, still kind of trying to earn his spot on network television. Uh, now we know who Ali is. We know he's great. But if you were like a newer fan or you didn't know what was going on in the world, do you think Ali did enough to earn more time on TV? I
1: think so. <laughs> Ali worked to this match tonight. Like it was his one chance. Like it was his one audition. Uh, and I don't necessarily think that's the reality uh, of the situation. But I think he, I think he's gone through <clears throat> some stop and starts in his main roster career, from the all holy hell that was Retribution to, <laughs> you know, w- when he resurfaced as a single star and he had to keep trying to prove himself and whatever. And I, he, I think he looked. He said, "Look, I'm, a, I'm in a match tonight that's supposed to be a big deal, a qualifying match for a title." in there with two guys you said that are made men that are, that are surefire hall of famers and, and AJ mm-hmm. and Miz. Um, I, 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 I gotta kill it. I gotta stand. I gotta get to their level. And I think he did. Uh, you know, I, the, tor- the tornado DDT from the top to the outside to AJ. Um, I can, I can rave and crave about it now because it seems like all parties are fine. Mm-hmm. But when I saw it, I, I mean, I audibly, Oh my God. Yeah. Um, because that move can go wrong if, if, if somebody's wrong. Uh, but I, yeah, I think all in all, mm-hmm. I think, I think he made himself stand out. And at the very least, again, if you're kind of a casual viewer, you're tuning mm-hmm. in because they're coming off a SummerSlam or whatever, you, you know who AJ Styles is. You know who the Miz is. You've heard the names, uh, you know, Mustafa Ali might be a new one for you, uh, but I think mm-hmm. you're at least going, all right, I'll watch that guy again. Mm-hmm. I think, I think he maximizes minutes at old, as old JR would say.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, AJ gets the win. He's moving on to later on in the night. And we get a couple of backstage segments and it's a Bailey um, basically saying backstage with Becky and attacking her had nothing to do with Becky. It's all about this new trio. And mm-hmm. they run into the Usos who say they've got to match the Mysterios later tonight. Uh, Jimmy, I want to go, come back to you with these little interactions and things so far in the show. And this was only like 30 minutes into the show, but mm-hmm. they're already establishing things that happen earlier in the show are going to pay dividends later But Mm -hmm. more stuff is coming up later and this is what to expect. And that to me, this was actually one of my favorite bits of the night was just because it was saying it matters what you've seen so far. Did you Mm -hmm. have any takeaways from this kind of uh, setup Mm -hmm. here?
2: No, I loved it. And again, here was a situation where it wasn't overly done. It was I I don't want to say it was too quick. But they didn't drone on and on about, uh, you know, Bailey and, the, and and that faction just kind of said their piece. They were on their way outside the out of the building. Here come the Usos. They said their piece to set up the match for later on. It was quick. It was to the point, and it made you go, "Hmm, okay, we're gonna get the Usos versus Mysterios later on. I can't wait to see this." They they made me want to see it, even though they didn't really say a whole lot. And uh,
0: and with that, I mean, I thought what was great is it it let us know that there were issues with uh, Bailey and not just one person, the full women's division. Mm-hmm. Also, that the USOs they've got issues with some people, but I think the biggest issue, Justin, is uh, the tornado. Anthony, why he says that there's nuclear heat? Jack, appreciate the tornado, Justin. You ain't down with the tornado nation like Alfred.
1: I am not down with the tornado. I'm down in my. I'm down in my my storm shelter. So the tornado Mm. can't get me. Mm.
0: Mm. (laughs) You hear that? You hear that, Anthony, you're going to get hit with the storm shelter Mm. (laughs) on the outside. That doesn't make sense. Uh, But uh, we continue on and uh, we get to, um, we get to a moment with Seth Rollins where Mm. he's, he he comes out and he says that riddle crossed the stupid line, which was one of my favorite lines of the night. (laughs) Uh, But he said that now riddle is on the shelf. And, um, now he wants to take on Roman reigns and the crowd went nuts, but then the street profits come out and they interrupt Rollins and Rollins calls them losers. And, uh, he says they should break up and they decide that one of them should fight, uh, should fight, um, Rollins. Uh, and they're about to figure out who, but Montez a little sneaky decides to take the reins and he goes and and gets the match going. And eventually of course, Rollins gets the win. Before attacking Montez after the match, Dawkins chases Rollins off. Um, Justin, I feel like this is probably, if we talk about layers here, this part of the show probably has the most layers to, to look at. Um, I want to start with, uh, with Montez. Montez clearly acting a little different, clearly looking out for himself a little bit here. Is this the start of what a lot of people have been talking about for a long time? Is this the start of the breakup of the Street Profits?
1: Probably. Uh, and also just looking at the context of, you know, we, we've seen some amazing matches with them in the Usos, and obviously they haven't been able to, uh, to, to, to take the titles off the Usos. So, you know, it's like what else is there for them to do at this point? Um, so, yeah, probably. I, I think the question now next becomes the Street Profits probably aren't, you know, in three months from now, they're probably not a tag team. Or in tag team matches, but does this have to be the old fashioned tag team one on one breakup where one goes heel mm. and one goes face? Can this be um c- kind of what the new days maybe do the new you know, everybody's been waiting, you know, the new day's been around for an eternity, mm. relatively speaking. And, but the new days never had a backstabbing moment to each other. They've mm-hmm. always remained. They they've been able to have different entrance music. They, they've been able to be on different brands. They one has been able to be in singles, while the other two are in tag. What have you? But they've always they've always still had an alliance. They always can still be associated with each other, but can still be booked in, in, in singles feuds. So like, mm-hmm. is that where this goes? Is there like a healthy respect to where it's like, good, both of these guys are charismatic baby faces. Let's not make the audience choose. Let's just have one be on Raw one be on SmackDown. You know, like so that that's kind of what I'm watching to see is, you know, d- you know, l- 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 let's not let's not. Let's not force the 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 Sean Marty situation if we don't have mm-hmm. to. Uh if we think both can be Sean's, but they just need a little bit of space from each other so that way they their their charisma can can cannot not clash with each other, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Uh Jimmy, I want to uh to to speak on that as well. this is maybe just my perception. I want to get your thoughts here. Mm-hmm. Ro- uh Seth Rollins comes out and he says, I want to turn my attention to Roman Reigns, and the mm-hmm. crowd was pretty excited about that they got Mm -hmm. pretty pretty pumped about the idea of seeing those two go Mm -hmm. at it and then when the Street Profits came out it felt like they were almost a little bummed out they weren't getting the Mm -hmm. Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins it felt like a little bit like oh I thought you were going to do something else and it it felt like the crowd wasn't really that into it and um, I guess just going forward it felt like the whole time the crowd was waiting for something it was very quiet during this match I thought especially considering who was in there Uh, crowd turned out to be kind of quiet the whole night uh, for the most part. Uh, Yeah, Mm -hmm. I said it. You were kind of quiet the whole night crowd. Uh, But uh, uh, one, I just want to talk to you about like the pacing of that. You, how do you feel about, well, do you think that's just a tease for later? What do you think is going on with the Rollins reigns things? And was that the right idea to do that?
2: It's it's just seed planting is what it is right now. You know, the Rollins reigns things here are guys that were in a group together and, you know, they've had their, uh, their moments both uh, together and against each other. And, they're teasing that it might happen again. And Rollins, you know, Monday Night Rollins, he brought that back, Monday Night Rollins. And, you know, the stuff with uh, the Street Profits, like Justin said, it would be a nice change to see them go their own way, but without having it be against each other or turning on one another and that kind of thing. Uh, Because, you know, we've seen them both in singles matches and they both have it as singles competitors. But even though some people say that uh, Montez or Tez has uh, a little more of it, than mm-hmm. Dawkins, and uh, I see it as well. I think uh, Mon- uh, Montez Ford has the ability to be a, a big star as a singles competitor, and that's not a knock on uh, Dawkins a- in the least, but um, we'll see where this goes forward. I'd like to see them take their time and tell a story and give us reasons for everything happening as opposed to just doing it.
0: Well, I want to double up on that for you, Jimmy, because we did get a super chat from dhub233 two saying is Seth Rollins a Triple H guy? Do you see them putting the titles on him because Seth is a Triple H guy? Jimmy, Seth- do you think that uh that's the case?
2: No, Seth uh Triple H understands the business because that's what it is at the end of the day. It's a business. He Triple H isn't going to put the title on Seth because you know, he he's my buddy or he's a he's one of my guys. Triple H is going to do what's best for the company. And you talk about someone uh, you know, the, this argument, sports entertainment versus pro wrestling. If you can talk uh, someone who can bridge the gap between both audiences and, and meshing pro wrestling with sports entertainment in a way that can satisfy both audiences, I think Triple H has, has the mind and is one guy that can do it.
0: Justin, I, I want to go back to the crowd here tonight because I, I was wondering something as I was listening because it felt kind of quiet throughout the night. Was the crowd really quiet, or did we just get used to pumped-in crowd noise, and now that it's not there as much, it feels quiet?
1: You took the words out of mm-hmm. my mouth. It came off quiet on TV, but I think you're exactly right. I don't think they, I don't think there was any manipulated sound. And in the past, and in past weeks and months, um, there has been, there has been just noticeable audio pumped-up sound for moments that they wanted to, to, to come off as big and 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 what have you. But if you, you could hear it was a natural, and then if they happen to be showing the crowd while mm-hmm. they make up, you, know, you could see, like, there's not the crowd movement that would normally equate to that kind of a sound. So, yeah, I, I think that was another thing that, that was different tonight. There was not manipulated sound, and so the soundtrack did sound a little low, that the crowd did not have as much energy. Mm-hmm. We, we probably were more energized watching at home than they came off in person. And I'm not sure why. I don't know why. I, I don't... Um, I don't know why, uh, but you know, it's, it's not like I mean, Houston's a great wrestling town in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, I mean, my first WrestleMania was in Houston. Um, Houston's a great wrestling town with a lot of history, so it's not like um, it's not like people in Houston are just seeing this for the first time and trying to figure out what's going on. I, I'm not sure why, but I did think the same thing. I don't, there was not a manipul- not any manipulated sound, so yeah. maybe it's just our what we've been getting used to. It was, which is not there. And I'm not, again, I don't know what they do. I don't know if that's something they noticed tonight and they say, well, we got to keep pumping sound back in uh, or, or what, but. Uh.
0: Well, Jimmy, during this, you know, this is the last thing I want to say on this segment, uh, but mm-hmm. I want to hold your feet to the fire here. This is a tough question for you. Um, the street profits, I believe it was Tez, said, didn't Cody Rhodes beat you with one booby? Is that the best line of the night?
2: Uh it's definitely in the running for best line of the night because uh, that, that one caught me off guard and got me laughing so you know and and just when you think you've heard it all you know there you go
1: For Jimmy that that was the second best line behind number 1 uh when Edge is making his uh entrance into the ring and Graves goes I wish Chimbel was back
2: <laughs> yes, because yeah, that they tried to do that the announcement, the Chimmel announcement. Because what, we, what he used to do is, you know, the rated so, R, R superstar that was a Chimmel thing, mm-hmm. and 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 Chimmel uh used to do that with uh, John Cena. He used to do the John Cena, you know what I mean? He he'd, he'd have fun with it, uh. No offense, Justin, but you're stealing that Jan from Chimmel, But anyway, yeah. yeah.
0: Do you think when someone has a signature entrance like that, that they should cut? Co- people should copy it, or should?
1: Well, Edge gave a little nod to Mike Rome, and mm-hmm. Mike Rome did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if it was like a bet of our dare. Like, can you can you try to Chimmel it up for me tonight? Or right? But it was it was fun. Because that's got to gotta
0: be an interesting line to walk. Like, do I do their signature entrance, or is that not mine to mm-hmm. do? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They, No No one else cares, but I'm, Hey, it's,
2: it's (laughs) edge. If edge wants it, wants him uh, himself announced that way. It doesn't matter who's on the mic. He's going to get it announced that way.
0: Um, so, uh, we, we get, uh, Alexa bliss versus Oscar and we have the match that gets interrupted when Bailey and the gang come down and wipe out both the competitors uh, before too much damage is done, Bianca chases them off and demands a match later in the night with EO Sky. Well, with mm-hmm. any of them, but it's later announced it's EO Sky. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin, match ending, no contest. Uh, is this something that all of us who are excited about a new era should be worried about?
1: No, look, I mean, it, it, no. It, sometimes a no contest is okay. Um, sometimes they're, they're what you need. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and I'm looking at you, AEW sometimes you don't, <laughs> you don't need to, to to do 15 extra laps just to get to it because you have to have a winner or loser because we have these win-loss records some down to no contest or 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 screwy finishes or or open-ended finishes or what you do need um it, you know when you abuse that like with anything that's when it's bad I, uh, mm-hmm. if, if every match is that or if every week is that or whatever but no, I, I don't, you know, there's just a variety. You need, you, sometimes that's just what you need. And I, th- I looked at what, I looked at Bliss, I looked at Asuka, I look at this, this, this women's trio faction of heels that they're trying to, that they're getting over that were all through the night. Um, so no, it, it's just, it's, right. You, it, it's pro wrestling. You use
0: every, you use, you use your entire tool belt. Um, mm-hmm. just don't use the same tool for every damn match. Um, we have, uh, in the chat here, Michael Martinez with the question. Uh, so with this new management, should they revive King Woods and Queen Zelina or has the ship sailed? Jimmy, I'll pass that one to you.
2: Uh, I, I don't know if they need to revive King Woods and Queen Zelina. Uh, you know what I mean? It, uh, people have uh, short memory sometimes and you can bring it back and make it work. But at the same time, why not let them evolve into something different?
0: Yeah, King Woods had some great music though, but
2: I, I will say that yes,
0: gone, yes, I will agree with that.
2: <laughs> gone forever
0: into time, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll we'll continue moving on as we get our second of the triple threats with a shot for the U.S. Championship on the line. Dolph Ziggler versus Champa versus Gable. A really good one, I thought. Mm-hmm. And Champa gets a big win. Uh, and those who expected Champa may do well in a Triple H run. WWE may be right uh mm-hmm. justin this is a uh totally speculation thing here but i noticed in these tag these triple threat matches you had aj and ziggler who were teaming before you had miz and champa who were teaming before but you had gable and uh not otis on the other side of things is uh mm-hmm. you think maybe otis might be breaking off on his own or gable's breaking off on his own or is this just a weird one-off thing not to look too far into
1: uh, i mean it could be um Otis is one of those ones that I, I I don't know why I thought they had something with him as a baby face. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, you know, he's, uh, I always drew the funny comparisons. He, I called him WB's Chris Farley and he's from Wisconsin mm-hmm. as, as the, the late great Chris Farley is. So, and I thought he was kind of over with the fans. I, I always was kind of curious as to why they stripped that away from him and, and, and turn him heel. Yes, he's big and goofy looking. So that could be a heel, but he also just had a big goofy kind of endearment to him um, so maybe this is a new creative direction of, okay, let's undo that. Let's get Otis back to his own thing. Maybe it was, let's not have Otis out there because if Gable's not going to win, uh, if Otis out there and Gable losing, it, you know, it's, it's going to get messy or we're going to, whatever. So uh, ask me that again in another three weeks. Let me see. Right. If, if I don't see Otis out there with Gable for the next three weeks, then I'm going to think that they're re- rethinking the Otis creative. Um, but overall, th- both this one <clears throat> and the other triple threat, uh, in this whole U.S. storyline, I, I got to compliment the guys in the transitions. Triple threat matches are, for mm. fans, they're fun. For the talent, they can be a bit of an obstacle because it just changes the it just changes the dynamic of a normal match in some mm. regards. Normally, you just got heel and face. You have all your traditional building blocks to a match of 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 of, of heat and shines and comebacks and whatever. When you have a, when it's three. And so the dynamic is either two faces and a heel, or two heels and a face. It, it just so I, I really got to give credit to all six mm-hmm. individuals and in, in, in between the two triple threats of how well I thought that they bridged all the gaps in the match and and, and, and just it just looked fun and entertaining um, and got what they needed to get done. So mm-hmm. uh, that that was my my big note was was props to them and whatever producers were working with them in that match.
0: Jimmy, if you didn't know what was going on behind the scenes, if you were someone who just watches TV and you don't turn on mm-hmm. Twitter or don't read all the news and stuff, on a scale of 1 to 10, how surprising is it that The Miz did not get through this, but Ciampa did?
2: Um, If I was someone who didn't watch regularly or read all the stuff, I would be totally surprised because um th- this match elevated Ciampa. Like you said, it was a big win for him, and it's actually what I wrote down in my notes. I think you've been reading my notes. I had big win for Ciampa because this is very significant for him. And, and you know, like I said, like you said, Miz is very recognizable amongst those who may have tuned out for a while because he has been around so long. So having Ciampa elevated in this situation against uh, uh, Adolph Ziegler, who's been around a long time, who also can help elevate someone as well, and Chad Gable, who I like to draw a little bit of comparison to, I want to see him playing a guitar backstage in the office, uh, a little bit (laughs) of a a tiny cowboy hat. He has, he has, he has the same tools in my opinion to be that next Kurt angle ish type guy. So the, this is a big win for Champa. I think it surprised a lot of people. I, when I sat back and thought about it, it didn't really surprise me because of uh, like people say, uh, you know the, the triple h era has begun and and this is someone that triple h i think saw a lot of plus uh side in and I'm glad that he's getting that opportunity so it didn't surprise me but at the same time I'm glad it happened
1: i want to point out too so now champa uh he has a match next week mm-hmm. and they're in cleveland and there's been all this scuttlebutt about would triple h Go back to the well of DIY uh, 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 of champion Gargano and Johnny Gargano, famously from mm. Cleveland. My first indie company I ever worked with was based out in Cleveland. It was ran by Johnny's family. Johnny is Mr. Wrestling. He is Johnny Wrestling in Cleveland. Mm. So just – I don't know. I'm just speculating. I'm just going to throw that out there that when they did a little when they did a little ticker and they're showing where they're on tour at the next week, it, it caught my mm. attention that they're in Cleveland for Raw next week. And they and, – I because also – when we they announced they were doing this whole thing of, of earning the who's going to be the next U.S. challenger, mm-hmm. U.S. title challenger, I thought very well, okay, th- this is them just creating another match for the Clash of the Castle that whoever gets this will be challenging Bobby at the next right. Premium Live event, but no, mm-hmm. they're deciding to do this next week on Raw, which I don't mind, and I, and then, I and then I saw the location, I'm like,
0: hmm,
1: it's just just throwing it out there in the creative forces.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what's fun about this era of wrestling is that that very well could happen. I think if this was happening three weeks ago, I'd be like, "Justin, it ain't happening. Don't hold your breath. (laughs) It's not going to happen." But now I'm like, "You never know. It could happen. (laughs) We we could see this."
1: And that right there, Jack, is something to what I said uh, to Alfred Saturday uh, on SummerSlam podcast. Is that it? Just it does feel like there's just this little bit of there's this feeling of anything's kind of possible. Again, not to the, not to disparage Vince and all the things that he did for the business in the last forty years, but he just had his ways. Mm-hmm. and so just naturally, and this isn't any job. If, if the top boss is replaced by a new top boss in terms of creative, mm-hmm. it just naturally feels like well, now anything kind of feels possible because we don't yet know what the boundaries are and that's mm-hmm. just and that's a that's an exciting feeling again, not trying to
0: but that's just what this is right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah. So very excited about next week. But this week we had Edge, he comes back and this is where we get the superstar bit. Um, He basically comes out and says, my bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. Jimmy, do you forgive Edge for all the mean things he said about you?
2: Um, always, he has a way about him. The you know, very apologetic uh, fellow Canadian. It, it it works for me. But at the same time, what I loved most about this promo seg was it wasn't one of those deals where he droned on and on and on. He came out, he said his piece, he got to the point, he told us why. You, you know, he changed. They had a change of heart, so to speak. And then nobody came out to interrupt him and interfere and jump him from behind. He told he told his he, he made his peace with with what he said and he got his story told and over with. And that 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 was the main thing for me. That it, they didn't overbook this segment. They just let Edge come out, cut his promo, tell his story, and that was it. And get his applause.
0: <laughs> Justin, was this enough to kind of push everything under the rug that he did with Judgment Day?
1: Yeah, yeah, to kind of to- Continue, jimmy i i I don't if they would have done more it would have been like especially because again we're going to see him later in the night Mm -hmm. um part of me even part of me even waivers like did we did we necessarily need this promo or it would have been better if we just didn't see him until the end of the night but i I think it was good because it was such a kind of a he did take such a hard left turn was all you know i I know would complain about this and i and i I agreed with him to an extent you know Mm -hmm. ed would come out and cut these promos with judgment day and um he was like, so did just he had such a disdain for the fans, and the fan, and then it was, and it was like, well, the fans never turned on you, like, it, it, was, it was a weird, manufactured heel turn kind of thing. Mm. So, I guess him coming out and just kind of acknowledging that at least just puts it to rest. But I agree, keep it short, keep it sweet, especially again, we're gonna see him later, so uh, you don't need to do too much more. Uh, mm. I don't think, again, Ed's he's he's a baby face for life, mm. no, but no, but nobody's gonna. He's already in the Hall of Fame, and nobody's going to look back and go, man, Edge really screwed his career in 2022 when he tried that little (laughs) heel run.
0: We're going to have to take away that Hall of Fame because uh, Judgment Day mm, didn't work. Mm -hmm. I'm still blocked, though, Edge. Anyways. He blocked you? He blocked me. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever tweeted anything about Edge, but in any case, (laughs) I guess uh, he'll never know if I do now anyhow. Mm -hmm. But uh, we get – I mean, I'm blocked by CM Punk, but so is the rest of the world. i don't know if i'm blocked by cm punk uh i'd have to check (laughs) but uh yeah i don't know why he blocked me i don't know in any case uh we get uh we finally get well i guess bailey says that she's back backstage she says that she's back because ever since she's been gone the women's division has been struggling so she outsourced some helps some help eo sky shows up to face bianca belair And they have the match, but, of course, uh, Bailey and Dakota Kai come out, and they start to get involved. So then Asuka and Alexa Bliss come out. They start to get involved. Eventually, it all breaks down into a big fight, and uh, we're kind of seeing battle lines drawn here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Justin, um, this is, uh, yeah, I guess just kind of establishing the the bad guy group versus the good guy group. It was another no contest, um, but... To your point earlier, I feel like this is probably the right thing. Any any thoughts on this one? I think this.
1: I think I think the culmination of this here uh, of the women for the night. It, it kind of um, again, it just perfectly kind of exemplified just having a, having a direction. You know, yeah. not ripping a script up that you you know, <laughs> you, you do a raw on Monday, you know, and you task writers by, I, I think the, the following Thursday. Wednesday or Thursday to have to pitch you a raw mm. script, and, and you're working a raw script and you're making revisions and what, what, you know and you're coordinating with talent and what, and then still we're right we're we're still ripping stuff up and rewriting it on the day of the show. <laughs> this kind of exa- this was a perfect kind of showing of like have a direction, just have an idea. Mm. What do we want to accomplish? Let it be a you know it's a three hour show, which is not fun. It's that's a tall task every week to have yeah. three hours. Uh, uh, uh triple h even said on the broken school sessions years ago when he was interviewed by austin when it was on the old set when it was a WWE network thing he mm. even said one of the things that he if he could change it about raw he, he then didn't agree with it being three hours is a tall task mm. i don't know if triple h is gonna be able to change that maybe he can but it's also a thing where i've said even the lowest rated and viewed hour of raw is still better than pretty much anything else usa is doing mm. all that said if you're tasked with a three-hour weekly show if you at least can have a direction like this where you can have a thread weaving in and out, that mm-hmm. just goes a long way. And, and 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 they did that tonight. So that's what I think was
0: accomplished in kind of the statement by the time I saw this segment was, man, it's nice to see some continuity. Mm-hmm. And Keith Robinson in the chat says, uh, I really enjoyed how the women finally got a storyline that brought in six wrestlers involved and spread out throughout the night. Uh, and Jimmy, to piggyback on that, mm-hmm. I think what makes this kind of thing great is I always say, to have a good division, you need to have a mid-card to that division. And this, mm-hmm. if we're going to have, let's say, Bailey versus Bianca, we, we now have that mid, quote-unquote, uh, for lack of a better term, of Dakota Kai and Io Shirai versus mm-hmm. Asuka and Alexa Bliss. And so while one is happening, the other is happening. And when mm-hmm. one title match is over, we've got someone who's hot to come take mm-hmm. the title shot. Uh, so i love this do you have anything in regards to sort of how this was set up throughout the night and and keith robinson real quick thanks for being patient on your super chat i wanted to wait till we got to the part of the show
2: no it's it's kind of like what becky said at the beginning of the show you know here to bolster the women's division which is a very strong division and growing and it is growing they focused on the women's division at the start of the show they focused on the women's division throughout especially with the alexa bliss oscar stuff earlier again Bailey and company coming out and doing their thing. And we got the big schmoz there. And then, you know, we, the women were a major part of tonight's show. And I think that's a good sign uh, going forward. I think we're going to see a lot more attention paid to the women's division with stuff, like you said, that makes sense, that showcases the talent that these women have in stories that make sense instead of just, hey, we got to put the women on TV because some people like women's wrestling.
0: Um, we we continue on in the show as we get finally get that matchup Champa versus Styles and mm. I was absolutely blown away that Champa got the win here. Um, I thought AJ Styles was a slam dunk person to win this thing, but that's why we watch mm. the show. Uh, Justin again, I like to uh, I like to ask you the hard questions here. So uh, is there a fear here that uh, seeing Champa get this get this shot so quickly that people will start saying, Triple H is just shoving his guys down our throats. Like one Vincent man used to always get.
1: No, I think it's like, I I think there are guy. I, I I don't necessarily know if they're (laughs) triple H guys. I think we're going to classify, we're going to classify talent that were showcased better in the black and gold NXT than they were when they then got called up. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's going to be natural to say oh they're triple h guys. That doesn't mean they're triple h guys. It just means they were talent that were on his show and if they were talent worth being on the show, he was going to treat them with a certain amount of dignity and book them such. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's nobody that there was nobody who was a regular on the black and gold NXT that was ever squashed or buried. We never had debates on these podcasts about oh so and so is getting buried on black and gold <laughs> NXT. There was always a there was always an ends to the mean. If somebody lost several times, there was a reason for it. And then, and then we explained it. like there was just, again, going back to my, the word I used a minute ago, the continuity. So it's natural. So there's this, there's this perception that triple H has this group that these guys and girls that are triple H guys. Yes. He may have been more hands-on in recruiting them or signing them, especially if they were indie talent. So we want to say they're triple H guys, but, or, or girls, but it's, it's no it's just it's just their talent that he that he felt was worth having If if, if they're mm-hmm. worth having they should just be everybody should be given something something to do mm-hmm. so i don't think you know i don't think that he's necessarily looking at like um i don't think he's looking at aj styles and going well damn aj is the big name that was that was that was established before he got here that that didn't come to my nxt that got the debut immediately on royal rumble AJ's not a triple I I don't think he's. I think, I think, triple H is just looking at like, oh, I'm in charge of creative for Raw on SmackDown, and I have AJ Styles to work with. Great. AJ can help make this guy, Champa look like I've wanted him to look. Like, like he should, you know, I, so I don't, uh, maybe I maybe I'm, I hope I'm answering your question because it's just, this, mm-hmm. the, this does get me fired up because maybe Hunter 15 years ago when he was still an active talent, maybe there was Hunter guys. And maybe he was when he still had a certain position to hold as as an active Mm -hmm. roster member. Maybe there were some guys he wanted to work with. Maybe there's some weren't. There's some that have stories. Jimmy was there at those times. You Mm -hmm. know, that was a different time when he was in a different place. But now he's retired. He's an executive. He's got the pen now. I don't think it's as much of that there's Triple H guys and girls. I just think it's people that have a history with him. And so he just wants to find a way to just to elevate everybody. Mm-hmm. If that, if that answers the question.
0: <clears throat> oh, and Jimmy, um, the other side of that, uh, we have a super chat here and it kind of goes re- very well with what I wanted to ask you. Uh, Kelvin R. Alexander says uh, a heel had to win at Champa was the best option here. Do you agree that uh, Champa was the best option of all the options that they had tonight?
2: I think, would I say the best option? I don't know if I'd say the best, but he is a good option here because he's someone new, he's someone fresh. And like Justin said, putting him in there with someone like an AJ Styles who is an established, you know, future Hall of Famer, it did nothing but elevate Tommaso Ciampa into into a place where he hasn't been yet on the main roster. Yes, we know what his abilities are because we've seen it elsewhere. We've seen it in NXT. Triple H recognizes that and he 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 took full advantage of that tonight and mm-hmm. elevated Ciampa to the next level. Will he get elevated next week to to uh US championship level? We shall see. It wouldn't surprise me if he was, but then you're gonna get those detractors. Hey, he's a triple H guy. That's the only reason he won the US title. No. The, he, if he wins the US title, it's because someone sees something in him that could draw an audience that can draw people in and get people invested.
1: And, and for the record, I don't think Champa's going to, I don't right now, uh, I don't mm-hmm. think Champa's going to beat Bobby Lashley. But I think what mm-hmm. can happen is that Champa just worked his ass off tonight, had some incredible had some incredible victories mm-hmm. to earn this title shot. And so then if he goes, and he, and he does take Bobby to a limit, if he does get some good false finishes, they do get the crowd to bite on some whatever, even if Lashley wins, Champ has been elevated, so then, so mm-hmm. then the next thing that Champ does do, more eyes are on him, and maybe you revisit mm-hmm. him in another few months uh, of, of whatever. But like mm-hmm. th- that's how you build again, and it's, it's exactly what Triple H did in NXT. And mm-hmm. not every, but
2: mm-hmm. not
1: everybody could be world. You know, look, uh, 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 not everybody could be world champion in NXT, and not everybody was, mm-hmm. but he found a way to make everybody matter and gave everybody something to do. So within the NXT context, they, they, they were elevated. And that, that's what he, I think he's trying to do. It's the same thing he's, he's, he's trying to do, again, with the women, with, the, with what you said earlier, Jack. Six women were mm-hmm. – and not, not all the women can't be women's world champion at the same time, but they can at least be elevated. So when push comes to shove and you need the next challenger, well, here's somebody that we don't have to you know beg and plead with the audience to buy into as being a challenger. We've given them a reason to say they have some credibility, pay attention to this match or buy this match.
2: Yeah, and quickly, uh, a little bit off the subject here. In that match with AJ Styles versus Tommaso Ciampa, I love the fact that they teased the count-out finish with Miz interfering over there, hiding and stuff like that. They tease that count-out finish because people were going to go, oh, of course he wins by count-out with the help from the Miz. And even though Miz interfered, he did end up hitting his finish. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, what helped elevate him as well, even though he got the help from Miz still. He did it in heel fashion. He won, and it again elevated Tommaso Ciampa.
0: And uh, D Hub in the chat, D Hub two three three two says, uh, "We're not saying Triple H guys. I just think Triple H pushes heels better than Vince. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Roman Reigns mm-hmm. has been do- doing doing mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, um, no, I think. Guys- I think.
1: If, I think. If we're going to do the critique of Vince versus H Book, I think that H could probably." Build baby faces better because baby faces mm. in 2022 are a lot harder than they've ever been. With
2: mm-hmm. with,
1: with, with social yeah. media and with the 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 cool heel factor, uh, I think that's where when there's that argument that, that when there's always that underlying argument uh, um, of Vince detractors, which I do believe mm-hmm. some to this argument that is he is in touch with what's going to mm. resonate as a good guy with fans and what have you. That might be where H is more in tune of how do we how do I how do I sell a baby face to the crowd and not not have it just get shit on for mm-hmm. lack of a better expression. Sorry for mm-hmm. the kids there mm-hmm. Listen. Mm-hmm. Um, There's the explicit tag. Yeah, right. I, I think I think that's where H I think actually H does baby faces better. Uh, mm-hmm. and that might be where the hope is that we can build a few more baby faces um, mm-hmm. to, to
0: to to have sympathy on. Mm-hmm. It will be interesting next week. What I'm looking forward to with that match, just I guess l- last thing before I move on is uh, a lot of people have said a lot of NXT guys are great, but they always say "quote unquote" the size is an issue. I think Champa versus Lashley is going to be a very interesting look into how they handle those kind of differences because mm-hmm. Lashley's about as big as you get, besides the Nomas mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Uh, uh, I always, for some reason, Champa. I always feel like he's bigger than he really is. I think he just has a stature about him when he walks out to the ring. But uh, it will be interesting to see how they handle that and if uh, we can find some success there.
1: What's got uh-huh. Champa this far is the intensity in his facials.
2: Yes, mm-hmm.
0: that
1: that's what makes him seem larger. Jack is that he has, yeah. you know, he's he's only like five eight. He's five nine. He's not 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 big, yeah. but he has such an intense.
0: Kind of psycho look to him, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of right. Elevates him, yeah, yeah. Because when he walks to the ring, like if he's by himself down the ramp, I always think he looks over six feet. But then, of course, you see him stand next to someone who's taller, mm-hmm. and like, oh, he's not as tall, but uh, it's just right. his presence, I guess. Um, but speaking of guys who are smaller doing well against mm-hmm. bigger fellas, the Mysterios have a tag team mm-hmm. championship match against the Usos. And uh, my main thing about this matchup was racing like he was hustling in this match. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a great one with the champs retaining, uh, as simple as it is. I loved it because the titles were actually on the line. It was a great matchup. Mm-hmm. Champs win. Of course, the big story here, Jimmy, is post-match. The Judgment Day beat up the Mysterios. Edge comes out, and he spears the wrong person before running off. Mm-hmm. Um, let me know how you felt about how they ending the show with the actual – Championship match that just goes the distance And uh, uh, the shenanigans at the end
2: No, I, I enjoyed the match very much I, I was expecting nothing less I mean, they, you have two really good tag teams going at it The Usos are just awesome Rey Mysterio and Dom is starting to come into his own I know a lot of people say he did, uh, I'll be honest with you I still think he needs a little more seasoning But uh, hey, you know For the amount of experience he has he's he, he um, He's doing all right but I love the fact that commentary used that, you know, like that inexperience is what cost him the match at the end and and that sort of thing. So they're, they, they are mentioning it at least. And the ending afterwards with the beatdown by Judgment Day and Edge coming out to, to make the big save and uh, Rhea pushing uh, Dominic into the spear, does it matter? It looks like it's leading to something. Because, hey, you know, Edge, Spirit, Dominic. So this is another seed that has been planted. And who knows? You know, at, at WrestleMania this past year, we got uh, father and son teaming. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the first time ever at WrestleMania, but we had a father. Saw that team, I think so. It was. Yeah. You know, teamed at WrestleMania. Hmm. Maybe next WrestleMania, if they tell the story and they drag it out long enough, we have father versus son at WrestleMania.
0: That would be really cool to see now, Justin. Uh, this I love that they did this because it felt like it was going to be a very straightforward three on three kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this now muddies those waters up a little bit and makes this add a little gray area to it. This is something I don't think we've seen on uh WWE in a while the gray area.
1: I, uh, yeah, I like you know, look, I you know, entertaining tag match. Um, to, to what Jimmy was saying, but Dom, I, I'm a little oosh with Dom. I think part of it, and this is unfair to him. Obviously, he carries the burden of being the son of Rey Mysterio. But also, when I see guys like Logan Paul coming in, who have just blown us all away, mm-hmm. I mean, I really haven't seen a bad critique of Logan Paul. So when I see guy, when I see guys that came, when I even when I see guys like Pat McNamee, when I see guys that are coming from different worlds. Have, but who have a love for the business and who are performing as well as they are on high-profile pressure stages, it does give it. It, it does. It, it, it's unfair to Dom. I look at Dom. I'm like, ah, I'm like mm. Logan Paul. Kind of makes. I thought he was more t- more t- entertaining than you were, and you, you've had a whatever. Mm. Nonetheless, um, I, what I liked here was the exciting tag match. There was a point where we thought Dom had the pin. There, the crowd. It was the loudest the crowd had got. And it looked mm-hmm. like and it went to two and seven eighths. Uh, we thought that the Mysterious were going to uncrack, we're going to you know dethrone the Usos. They didn't. Uh, so exciting match. It ends at, 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 at uh ten fifty seven Eastern Time. And I looked at the clock. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. We've got three minutes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: WWE times our shows pretty well. They've been doing this long enough. All right. Mm-hmm. If they're leaving three minutes, that's not an accident. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was exciting. So I was like, this show is not going to end on just a flat. Usos retain, and then of course we get the, and so I like that. I even thought for a minute here, fantasy book, and I was like, well you know, Judgment Day's been trying to recruit Dom for so long. Maybe maybe Dom's going to turn on Edge. Dom's going to help Judgment Day. You know, and he didn't. And who knows what's going to happen? But I just like the fact that we just ended with some spice. We, you know, Mm -hmm. I did not expect the Judgment Day to come back out, but they did. And and the visual of Rhea in the corner with her legs choking Dom. Like a like a you know like a Python. I mean, it was just it was just a little spice, just a little mm-hmm. unpredictable ending. You didn't know who you were gonna see, and I like that. Um, and to Jimmy's point, that's probably I, I gotta think it's probably eventually what we get. Is you know Ray mm-hmm. wanted to have a team with Dom for a while. He probably wants to eventually have a match with Dominic, and mm-hmm. that will be that. Um, so you know, is it the greatest finish in the history of Raw? No, but mm-hmm. I appreciated just a little spice, a little mm-hmm. tune in next week.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing is it makes me want to tune in next week. I want to see what happens next, as opposed to just a beat down. You're like, okay, well, I guess they'll address like this made it interesting. This was like, oh, it wasn't just a a straightforward ending. And by the way, Rhea Ripley is, in my opinion, the leader of Judgment Day. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I don't know how they rank it in backstage, but Rhea Ripley, at least the MVP, it feels like she just crushes it whenever she's out there. I, I love seeing what she's doing and. Uh, to your point, not not really relevant, but uh, Logan Paul is way better than he has any right to be at this mm-hmm. point. Along, yeah. uh, I was blown away. I don't know what training he's done or like if they like worked out specifically what they were doing in that match or whatever. But this is two matches, and I'm like, dang, he's really good. I,
2: I, you know, and I, yes, I know I'm talking about a huge high spot, but that dive from the top onto the table onto Miz. It is there is so much that can go wrong in that with guys who have done it uh mm-hmm. before? He landed that perfectly in in a way where if uh he actually protected Miz mm-hmm. perfectly on that side, I, I'm just picking that one spot, but l- like throughout the match, and he won over the crowd, which was the big thing because you know, in, in the wrestling world, outsiders regardless of whether they're presented as baby faces or not, it's a tough spot for them because people say, well, these guys are outsiders. They don't belong here in our, our world of professional wrestling or sports entertainment. But man, he went over that crowd big time.
1: And, and, and Logan, if we're talking about Logan Paul real quick, um, you know, I was one of the ones saying, why are we booking him as a face against the Miz? This mm-hmm. guy's a natural heel, whatever. And then, and, his social media identity, but maybe Because he is impressing the wrestling fans so much, maybe he is the face because he, you know, because the way he performs. And little things, you know, Jimmy talked about the protection, and I I agree, I I saw saw the same thing. Another thing I saw, and Jimmy as a ref would appreciate this, Um, if you watch Logan Paul and his match against the Miz, if you watch the leg that he decides to hook on all the – falses and all the kick two kick outs but then he the leg that he makes a point to hook when it was time for the one two three just little things like that for a guy again i don't know who's training him or who's teaching him that or who whatever but Mm -hmm. that's stuff that is just you know wwe wants wwe's been built on celebrity involvement you know that's what wrestlemania is built on right Mm -hmm. but the celebrity involvement has not always been you know it's it's been a lot of smoke and mirrors right you know Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's have Pat Patterson out there as a second referee to make sure, you know, Muhammad Ali doesn't kill somebody or you know, <laughs> you know let's let's send Snooki out there but don't let her don't let her you know.
2: Mm-hmm. It, it hasn't right.
1: always been it's been we can get the names, we can pay him, but it's not always polished in the ring. Um you know, Bad Bunny, Logan Paul, Pat McAfee, I mean, mm-hmm. WWE is just hitting big time home runs with big time you know, big time names and pop mm-hmm. culture. And so that, that's, that, that, that goes a long, long way. It really does.
0: Yeah. I mm. didn't have anything to do with Raw, but yeah, I was, that's, that's something that yeah. I, I feel like you got to give that guy his flowers. He did a great yeah, job. Yeah, definitely. And, um, But uh, that's, that's it. That's the show. Um, mm-hmm. I am, I'm at a point where right now I'm very excited to see what happens next, which is something that uh, isn't necessarily common in, in uh, pro wrestling, <laughs> sometimes, and so uh, very excited to what happens next. Very excited to see what happens on SmackDown and NXT 2.0, even has been a bit different, mm-hmm. uh, to a degree. So, uh, very interested to see what happens next. Very interesting to see what happens with Theory, who wasn't on TV, by the way, or oh my, yeah. by so, the way. so or, 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 or Zeke, yes, or Zeke. Yeah. So interesting. Uh,
2: so, is it safe to say that Triple J is interested to see what goes forward in the Triple H era? Absolutely. Uh, or
1: if we're doing all this guy talk, is theory not a Triple H guy?
0: Ooh.
2: Ooh.
0: Only one way to find yeah, out. You got to tune into us. Has nothing
2: to do with you. got to tune in here to find yeah. out. Yeah. You, it, this is where you come to play the game.
0: Um, well, speaking of playing the game, D-Hub2332 knows how to play it right at the end here with the question, last Super Chat, do you guys think Roman versus Logan box office just because he's a big athlete? Uh, Justin, that sounds like your question. Mm. Could you see uh, Logan Paul getting a shot at the strap?
1: You know, look, I'm going to be honest. That, that's not the most out-of-this-world thing. I, that's, that's also something like – I'm going to be honest. That's something to where – I could see them putting on like a Saudi show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know Logan Paul's got 24 million Instagram followers, I got to imagine that his followers are worldwide. Maybe that's something to where, again, you're just looking for just to get headlines and marquee. Um, I mean, at this point, I don't know who dethrones Roman. I, I, I don't agree that it should be drew. That's a whole other podcast. Mm-hmm. as We'll get to towards mm-hmm. the castle. I, I think you have just built such equity and credibility with Roman that, it's got to be a big damn deal to take it mm-hmm. off of him. So I don't think Logan Paul's the guy to dethrone Roman.
2: <laughs> but, you
1: imagine? <laughs> but I but I can't deny on paper, Logan is Paul's performed as good as he has, mm-hmm. and Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. You put Roman Reigns, and then you put that. That is a sexy marquee on a lot of different channels. So for a show for the for the Saudi shows that are basically paid spot shows. They're not always linear with the with storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I would not be offended if that's something that happens. Uh, go, again, going back to Cleveland next week, mm-hmm. Logan Paul is from Cleveland. So,
2: yeah, I, you true.
1: know, who knows? So, But mm-hmm. uh, but, but to the Super chat, I, I don't think that's the craziest freaking idea to have Logan Paul mm-hmm. challenge a Roman Reigns if you just need one-off marquees for Roman to,
0: to have part of and defend his title. True hmm Oh, people every near fall no. people would be invested because would be like mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> that would actually look,
1: triple I, H, could, he looks triple H, 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 triple H is going on Logan Paul's podcast this week. Maybe Logan Paul starts to make a a a pitch to triple H. Like, give yeah. me a look, I have won two. My you know, I just won a match at SummerSlam. Give me give me a shot at the strap, you know. There you go.
0: Hey, there I go. mean Paul McAfee got Vincent Mann's last match that way, right? Mm-hmm. Or would Stone Cold, anyways, I don't yeah. know, but the point is, the show's over. Let's wrap it up. We've, we've, <laughs> we've been going. Um, that does it for us. Thank you to everyone in the chat. Uh, but before we go, uh, Justin, where can the world find you and uh, all the stuff you're working on? At Justin the Bar across
1: all the platforms Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Uh, yeah, here on uh, Wrestling Inc. Uh, I'll be back Wednesday night after Dynamite. And, um, and as always, please uh, tweet me, let me know where you're at in the world mm-hmm. listening. Uh, always love to see how far reaching we are mm-hmm.
0: and J- Jimmy, where can the world find you and all your ranting?
2: Oh, ranting. Of course, here on Twitter at, uh, at Jimmy Corderas. Uh, well, Instagram is, uh, at real Jimmy Corderas. Cause apparently somebody else took the name, but anyway, that's a different story altogether, but no, we, like I said, have some fun there and, and I have my little cups and stuff like that, that I get to drink out of and so forth. And t-shirts are out there. You know where to find them if you know, and, uh, I will be back Wednesday with Justin as well. Looking at dynamite and, uh, just enjoying all pro wrestling.
1: Why can't you be the at real Dimitri Cordero?
0: Ooh. Hmm. Well, (laughs) you know what? It's it's fun of the real thing. I'm at real Jack Farmer across all social media. That's where you, I don't don't know. I don't know a bunch of fake Jack Farmers. (laughs) (laughs) Someone got Jack Farmer before I did on one of them. And I wanted them to all be the same. So uh...
2: stop using the word fake. It's sports entertainment, Jack Farmer it's it's
0: <laughs> it's uh yeah it's it's um predetermined it's predetermined uh, jack farm pro
1: wrestling we don't use the f word <laughs> uh
0: so that does it for us thank you to everyone who's in the chat one last time ricky's out of our dream realm studios rocky mr impact Tuck graph uh baby ice uh Jax is in the chat. Didn't shout Jax out. John Everett, uh, Deadpool Party, Chris Aldridge, me, Meow Puss, and more. Thank you so much. That does it for us, and we'll see you all next time.